Have Christians lost the original meaning and intention of first century baptism? Let's find out today on Messiah Podcast. Messiah Podcast is a production of First Roots Design, created in conjunction with Messiah Magazine, a free publication available in print or online at messiahmagazine.org. Put your hand in mine together. We will walk in harmony. Let me introduce you to my teacher, the rabbi from the Galilee. Shalom, everybody. Welcome to Messiah Podcast, where Jesus is Jewish, and that changes everything. I'm Damien here with my friend, colleague, co-host, Ruben Ramos. How are you, Ruben? Hey, man, I am doing all right. I'm enjoying this cold weather. Ah, we don't have that yet down here, but that's all right. <laughs> um, speaking of cold weather, something you don't want to do in cold weather is be baptized. That's our topic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Today's uh, episode of Messiah Podcast Selects is all about baptism. And here's what the writer of the epistle to the Hebrews has to say about baptism. He says, therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of instructions about washings. And there it is. According to Hebrews 6, baptism was an elementary teaching or these instructions about washings. They were elementary for the disciples of Messiah. In other words, they understood it without explanation. And so I'm wondering... Is that the case today? Or is it possible that the disciples of Yeshua have lost the original meaning and intention? Yeah, I mean, those are very good questions. And I think Daniel Lancaster did an excellent job tackling this subject in today's featured article uh, from Messiah Magazine, issue 26. I'm excited to get into this elementary, but really not so elementary topic. I right. mean, the writer of the Epistle of Hebrews is telling us it's elementary, yeah. but so many Hebrews in years general, removed. Uh, uh, Hebrews <laughs> yeah. in general is not very elementary, really, uh, without no, a messianic no, not Jewish at all. context. But anyway, yeah. sorry. He, I mean, he's saying it's so elementary. Maybe that means we don't really even need a podcast about it. But uh, right. Thanks is, for joining us today. Goodbye. No, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do done. a podcast about it. Yeah, done. Yeah. You know, honestly, the truth is, if if all people really know about baptism is, quote unquote, Christian baptism, then pretty mm. much everything you ever thought you knew about its meaning, how it was done, um, what baptism accomplishes, why they did it, and likely why we should do it as disciples, that is probably misguided or worse, it's probably even wrong if that's your only idea of baptism. That's a, that's a strong statement, my friend. It make I can't help think of Nacho Libre though, not not a not a deeply intellectual movie for certain, but still one of my favorites. Which maybe suggests I'm not a deep intellectual, but anyway, you remember the scene in Nacho Libre where they have this big wrestling match coming up, and it's against Satan's cavemen. Nacho says, and he comes, he says, uh, he's talking to his his um, un unbelieving sidekick Escaleto, right? And he comes out, he who only believes in science, believe he comes science. out and he says, I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. 
how come you have not been baptized? It's like, if you don't get baptized, we can't win this wrestling match, which is a great example for most people. Baptism is good. It's great. It's necessary. It's in the gospels. It's something we're supposed to do, but understanding the why the what, what the act meant then and still means today, it's like Nacho, kind of lost if we take it away from the Jewish foundation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, its foundation, the component of its foundation is in the Great Commission is right there. Matthew 28, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Matthew 3, Yeshua goes through the process of immersion, and the reasons were somewhat different, but it's an important step in his life and ministry. Acts 2, Peter tells the Jews in Jerusalem at Pentecost they need to repent and get baptized, as Nacho would say. And note the text doesn't indicate that Peter then went on to explain what he meant by baptism, you know, mm-hmm. or, or what it was. It was elementary, and in some way they knew what he was talking about because it was a very Jewish thing. And the tagline of Messiah podcast where Jesus is Jewish and that changes everything is certainly in view here because regarding this topic, uh, it definitely changes the way one sees baptism or immersion, as you'll hear it called occasionally, when you're seeing it from a Jewish perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. I think so many people, and myself included for a long time, looked at it as solely a Christian ceremony or or even a sacrament in some some cases. And it's certainly part of Christianity, but it's not Christian in its origin. It's Jewish in its origin. origin. Jesus didn't invent it for the new religion called Christianity. It meant something familiar and yet radically new for those Yeshua followers, but all of it was rooted in a Jewish understanding. And that's why our podcast exists, and that's our topic today. And the article we're featuring on this episode of Messiah Podcast Selects, Under the Water, an expose on the meaning and method of baptism in Messianic Judaism. So let's jump into that. If you want to know the Jewish Jesus, don't miss out on a free subscription to Messiah Magazine, where you'll discover his life and teaching, learn about the biblical festivals, and get connected with Israel. Subscribe for free at messiahmagazine.org. Messiah Magazine is a free, donation-supported quarterly publication of First Fruits of Zion. Under the Water, the meaning and method of baptism in Messianic Judaism by D. Thomas Lancaster. Yeshua commissioned his disciples to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that he had commanded them. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. A disciple is a student of a rabbi. Baptism was originally a Jewish purification ritual involving immersion in water. Why does becoming a disciple include undergoing this ritual? When the church separated from Judaism, it also lost track of the meaning and significance of baptism. Messianic Judaism attempts to recover some of that lost meaning and significance. Christian baptism has evolved into several different types of rituals with a broad range of meaning and significance to various sects of Christianity. It's a contentious issue. 
But we can sidestep all that controversy by looking at the ritual as it functioned in early Judaism and in the New Testament era. Regardless of what brand of baptism you might prefer, all of them have one thing in common. They all began as a simple Jewish purification ritual. Objections to Baptism Generally speaking, most teachers in Messianic Judaism do not regard baptism as sacramental. Messianic Jews have an uncomfortable relationship with baptism because in the past, Christian missionaries have forced Jewish believers in Yeshua to undergo baptism to become members of their respective churches. Those baptisms required Jews to break from the Jewish community. Jewish communities conducted funerals for Jews who underwent baptism. Once a Jewish person was baptized as Lutheran or Catholic or Methodist or Baptist, he or she was no longer considered Jewish or able to practice Judaism. Some unscrupulous missionaries were known to pay Jews to undergo baptism. Due to these negative associations, most Messianic Jews prefer to avoid the word baptism completely. They prefer to translate the New Testament Greek behind the word baptism more literally as immersion. That's why you might hear about the interesting New Testament character John the Immerser, but nary a word about John the Baptist. Many of the Messianic Jewish luminaries who pioneered Messianic Judaism resisted undergoing baptism into any formal church or denomination. Rabbi Isaac Lichtenstein initially baptized himself in a Sabbath mikveh and refused to be immersed as a member of a church. Rabbi Yechiel Tzvi Lichtenstein immersed himself in the name of Yeshua along with other students from his yeshiva in a nearby river. Rabbi Daniel Tzion staunchly rejected appeals by various missionaries to let them baptize him. Most Messianic Jewish teachers would agree that immersion need not be performed in any specific manner, or in fact performed at all, to obtain salvation. Instead, salvation comes by God's grace, mercy, and kindness and he grants forgiveness of sins to those who repent from sin in our Master's name, with or without water. Neither are Messianic Jewish immersions conducted for the purpose of removing original sin. Judaism does not hold with the doctrine of original sin. In Judaism, if a child dies, God forbid, that child's spirit goes straight to paradise. So if baptism doesn't remove original sin, what does it accomplish? A change in legal status. In Jewish practice, immersion into a pool of water, called a mikvah, indicates a change in status. For example, a ceremonially unclean person immerses to change from a state of ritual impurity to one of purity. A person getting married immerses to symbolize the change from being single to being married and to purify himself or herself before the wedding for the sake of holiness. A person undergoing a conversion to become Jewish immerses in water to symbolize the legal change from non-Jewish identity to Jewish identity. The disciples of John the Immerser underwent immersion to symbolize a change in status from sin to repentance. In this respect, Jewish immersion rituals have more in common with a legal procedure than a sacrament. Immersion affects a change in legal status from one state to another. This explains why we immerse people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. To do something in the name of someone else is a Hebrew idiom for legal authority. It answers the question of who is in charge and who is authorized the transaction. The immersion is conducted under the authority of God, under the authority of His Spirit, and under the authority of His Son. 
As a legal procedure, immersion must be observed by legal witnesses, as it says in the Torah, on the evidence of two witnesses or of three witnesses shall a charge be established, Deuteronomy 19.15. Not everyone always has witnesses present. As mentioned above, Messianic Jewish luminary Rabbi Isaac Lichtenstein immersed himself in a Sabbath mikvah when he first became convinced that Yeshua was the Messiah and wanted to dedicate his life to him. But technically speaking, the procedure requires witnesses who can testify and say, Yes, you were immersed into the Master, under the authority of the name of Yeshua. We heard your confession, and we saw you go completely under the water three times. For early disciples of Yeshua, the immersion ceremony symbolized five specific transitions. Entrance to the school, allegiance to the king, spiritual cleansing, death and resurrection, and being born again as a child of God. The immersion does not cause any of these things to happen. The ritual is not magical. The immersion is an outward ceremonial expression of God's work in one's life through his son Yeshua. Let's take a closer look at each one. Entrance to the School Immersion marks the point in a person's life when he or she officially becomes a disciple of the teacher, Yeshua of Nazareth. Don't think of it as a graduation from school. It's more like passing the entrance exams. When you are immersed in the name of Yeshua, you become a student in his school of disciples, and that's when the real education begins. The name of the school is the Community of Yeshua's Disciples, or just the Community for short. In New Testament Greek, it's the word ekklesia, the Greek word that ordinarily gets translated as church, but it literally means assembly or community. This school is also a family. Your fellow students are more than just classmates. They are your spiritual brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of God, united by deep love for one another. Allegiance to the King Immersion in the name of Yeshua includes a legal declaration of faith made in front of witnesses. The person being immersed clearly states the conviction that Yeshua is the Messiah, that he is risen from the dead, and that he is coming again to reign as king over Israel and the whole world. These are not just empty words. The person being immersed pledges his or her allegiance to the king. The new disciple consents to become a servant of Yeshua and submit to his authority because he is the king. That's what we mean when we speak about having faith in Yeshua. Faith in Yeshua means having allegiance to him as king. Spiritual Cleansing The immersion that takes place in Yeshua's name symbolizes repentance and cleansing from sin. An old legend about Adam and Eve says that after they were sent from Eden, they immersed themselves in a river to try to show their repentance. They wanted the water to wash away the stains of their guilt. John the Immerser taught an immersion of repentance, Luke 3.3. 3. The Apostle Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, Acts 2.38. Before a new disciple immerses in the water, he or she confesses sins and resolves to live a godly life under the authority of the Bible and all Yeshua's teachings. In this way, the immersion ceremony symbolizes a spiritual cleansing. Just as water washes away grime, so God's forgiveness washes away the stains of guilt left on our souls by the sins and wrongful things we've done. Peter explains that it's not removal of dirt from the body, but 
an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 3.21 Death and Resurrection In apostolic teaching, immersion symbolizes death and resurrection. Going down into the water symbolizes being buried in the ground. Coming up out of the water symbolizes rising from the dead. A person being immersed under the authority of Yeshua connects with the Master's death and resurrection. Our old life dies with Yeshua on the cross as we go into the water. We give it up along with our sins and selfish ways. Our new life as disciples begins when we come out of the water, connected to Yeshua's resurrection from the tomb. You could say that a disciple's immersion is a rehearsal for his or her own future death and resurrection. The Apostle Paul explained that everyone who immerses in Messiah connects with Yeshua's death and resurrection. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Romans 6, 3-5 Being Born Again Immersion symbolizes being born again. Think of it like going back into the womb and coming out again. When we come out of the water, we are considered to be like spiritual newborns who have been born again as sons and daughters of God. When Yeshua was immersed, he heard a voice from heaven say, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Mark 1.11 Something similar happens to every new disciple. When we are immersed in Yeshua's name, we become children of God, spiritually reborn into new life. In Messiah, we become new creations as sons and daughters of God. Yeshua says, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3.3 To be physically born again implies being resurrected from the dead, reborn, so to speak, in a renewed body as a son or daughter of God. Even though we can't be physically born again until the resurrection, disciples of Yeshua are spiritually reborn by taking hold of that future hope in this life through their faith in Yeshua, because a student is like his teacher. Since we have spiritually died along with him, we are spiritually resurrected along with him in preparation for the future physical resurrection. Immersion in Yeshua symbolizes spiritual rebirth. The Ritual the procedure involves water immersion, preferably in the manner of Jewish ritual immersion, three full-body dunks into a river, lake, or pool of water. Since we don't believe that it's a magical ritual, the actual mode of the ceremony is not the critical aspect. Nevertheless, our Master commanded that we should be immersed in His name, so we try to do so when possible. The mode and method of immersion varies within the Messianic Jewish movement, and most communities have developed their own unique traditions. At Beth Emanuel Messianic Synagogue, where I serve as a teacher, a candidate for immersion first completes a basic introductory course of study that lays out the elementary principles of our faith. After that, the candidate prepares for immersion by undergoing a day of fasting. The immersion is usually performed at a semi-private beach. Men attend to serve as witnesses for males. Women attend to serve as witnesses for females. Prior to immersion, the candidate makes a confession of faith and renounces sin. He or she descends into the water to chest depth, 
bends at the knees and ducks under the water for three consecutive dunks. Back on shore, the candidate is welcomed warmly by those in attendance, dabbed with oil to signify the anointing of the spirit, adorned in a white kittle, a festival garment, to symbolize the righteousness of Messiah, and offered bread and wine in memory of the master to break the fast. Sometime later, we invite the candidate to the bima during a synagogue service, often in conjunction with a Torah service. The elders lay hands upon the candidate and pray over him or her in a ritual investiture. Afterward, we conduct a celebratory community meal in honor of the newly immersed disciple, welcoming him or her to Yeshua's school of disciples. Torah Club is the world's fastest-growing Messianic Jewish Bible study. You can start or join a club today at TorahClub.org. Know Jesus better through an in-depth small group Bible study and fellowship with other like-minded disciples. Start a club or join a club at TorahClub.org. Torah Club is where disciples learn. Now, that is immersion. What we just heard about, going under the water in Jewish thought, coming up changed. And it's a bit more involved than what many people are probably familiar with. And I especially appreciated this line, Jewish immersion rituals have more in common with a legal procedure than a sacrament. Immersion affects a change in legal status from one state to another. That's profound. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I think most people get the change in status thing, the born again, uh, again idea. But I also think a large number of disciples see immersion as solely spiritual, um, a kind of spiritual transformation. And yes, there is a component to, of allegiance to the king, as the article mentioned, but it's often understood as in, I'm going to heaven now. Uh, and or I got rid of the original sin, the waters of baptismal got that nasty stain off. And right, right. I think there's more to it. For sure. And I guess that's one of the difficulties is that there is this hugely spiritual component, this this transformation of becoming a, a disciple in Yeshua and new identity. Absolutely. But there is a like a real natural, tangible acceptance of responsibility thing. It's different, you know, than not back to Nacho Libre, where where for him it's it's insurance. You know, we, I, I, I got to do this because something. There's another great article that, though, you mentioned original sin. There's another great article in issue 26, Messiah Magazine, called Conceived in Sin. And it's a, it's a very relevant read for this discussion, too, because spiritual cleansing, like I just said, is absolutely a part of the baptism discussion, but right. not from original sin, because that thinking wouldn't even been, they wouldn't have even been thinking that way, Yeshua or the disciples. And just that component, Reuben, is a huge consideration for millions of Christians that were not, you know, washing off original sin. Now, mm -hmm. several of the components are spiritual, death to life, born again, but it's that allegiance to the king element that I think can be overlooked, which is again, as I was saying, the practical side every day, right here, right now, expect uh, this, this expectation of what it meant to be baptized in Yeshua's name. Yeah, totally. 
it's called counting the cost. And Yeshua talked about that a lot. Baptism is not salvation. Baptism is more of the logical flow in Hebrews 6 after repentance. You know, right. priority one in, in the elementary principles in faith towards God, the right. inherent faith in his plan through Messiah, and now an outward sign of an inward change, immersion in the name of Yeshua. And that's that that should be elementary. Interestingly, that I read a article on the Chabad site, traditional Jewish site, and I, unfortunately I can't remember where the reference, but this powerfully stated explanation there of immersion, again from a very Jewish perspective, said simply put, immersion in a mikvah or a, a baptismal signals a change in status more correctly an mm -hmm. elevation in status its unparalleled function lies in its power of transformation and i love this its ability to affect metamorphosis so That's a convert cool. to judaism enters the mikvah as a gentile comes out as a jew bathing in the water constitutes a rebirth you bathe in the name of god you assume the yoke of god's kingdom that's the jewish perspective and there's a practical daily aspect a new identity new status new way of living here yeah that's awesome i mean for the disciple of yeshua baptism or immersion represents that evolution of that thought you know exactly. uh, you assume the yoke of messiah right and Though it's easy and the burden is light, I've actually heard you say many times, it's still a yoke, yeah. you know, and and, <laughs> and one who's been through baptism, the acceptance of, of this yoke would look different right here and right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob Franzek actually, you know, we mentioned his article earlier, um, says it this way in the original Sin article. And I, I love this. I jotted this down. It's, it's incredible. Through confession, repentance, and allegiance to his kingdom all of which is symbolized in baptism, we put ourselves at his mercy and he is merciful, allowing us to share in his righteousness. You know, mm -hmm. our part is to reflect his light. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. So there's your deeper look at Tevila. Uh, may as well teach you the Hebrew name for immersion, baptism. I'll teach you that even if it's at the end of the podcast. There you go. So Reuben, as always, thank you for your insights. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks to all of our faithful Messiah podcast listeners for joining us. And until next time, shalom. Shalom. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Messiah Podcast, where Jesus is Jewish, and that changes everything. This podcast is an extension of Messiah Magazine, available at messiahmagazine.org. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review, along with a five-star rating wherever you're listening now. Today's podcast was hosted by myself, Damian Eisner, along with Ruben Ramos. Our executive producer is Boaz Michael, and the editor-in-chief is Daniel Lancaster. This episode was directed and edited by Jeremy Schoenwald. Original music was written and performed by Joshua Aaron. The show notes for Messiah Podcast were edited by Candy Bishop and are available at messiahpodcast.org. If you're interested in learning more about the Bible from a Messianic Jewish perspective, check out Torah Club which is an international network of small study groups who meet weekly to study the Bible together from a Messianic Jewish perspective. To start a club or join a club, go to TorahClub.org. Until next time, Shalom. Let his word cover you and
Like the waters cover the sea